Hello and a very warm welcome to the Trap One Podcast. I'm Mark. I'm Beth. And I'm Ricky. Thank you very much for joining me both. So Beth, since last time you are on the podcast, you've had the excellent Doctor Who quiz book published. Congratulations, it's a fantastic book. Um, particularly like the articles between the quiz sections uh, about sort of different eras and, and fandom and everything. Um, and it seemed like just about everybody that I follow on Twitter got this book for Christmas. That must have been pretty surreal for you seeing all the posts uh, around Christmas time. Yeah, do you know what the weirdest thing was? It was like when I was scrolling through and I saw people tweeting that they'd gotten like their big, you know, their big hauls of like everything they got for Christmas and the book was there. But like, no, like I wasn't tagged. I just happened upon it and I was like, that's so, that's so weird. Like I forgot that it's, I forgot that people will buy it that aren't just people that like follow me or my friends. <laughs> it's, it was just, I mean, I went to the big foils yesterday in, um, near Tottenham Court Road and I saw the book on the shelf. It's just, it's so surreal to see it, see people buying it and seeing them posting about it on Twitter and then also seeing it on shelves and stuff. Like it's, I don't know, it's really odd. I don't think I'm, I don't think I'm used to it. <laughs> it really took me back to, to my childhood because I used to have those Target quiz books, you know, it's like the... Oh, same, yeah. Nigel Robinson. Yeah, and I used to pore over those as a kid, and it was how I learned yeah. a lot of stuff about the stories I hadn't seen before they were available Same. on video and yeah. stuff. So I'm sure that's how I learned about Adric's death and <laughs> all that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That and the program guide, that was, yeah. that was our classroom. There is something really nostalgic about a good... Like, I think, like, with Doctor Who stuff, there's something so nostalgic about like certain books, like quiz books always remind me of my childhood now because of Doctor I did so many Doctor Who ones or, you know, like there was something the other day where I was like, that reminded me of my childhood. I can't remember what it was. It was a Doctor Who thing. Um, but there's such like core. I think that's why I enjoyed making the, the book so much because like, this just feels like something that people will really like take comfort in mm. maybe because um, I found it quite comforting to yeah. write. It'll so. be a part of their childhood. Yeah, I do. I do wonder. Like, I've only seen a few. Actually, someone posted a picture of a baby with it, and it was really cute. Um, <laughs> I don't know. You know, it's it's interesting. I wonder how many kids have it. You know, I just, loads I mean, of kids will have it. They're just not the people mm. who post it on Twitter. They're, they're yes, the people who are actually true. using it. <laughs> yeah, oh, I hope. Yeah, I mean, uh, they when they were making it, you know, me and the editor discussed how we can make it accessible and make sure there's stuff for kids and adults. And you know, I think the last the last chapters are quite hard, but for the most part, there's stuff in there that people will enjoy. There's little puzzle games, there's like crosswords, there's like BuzzFeed quids, quids, quizzes, which I thought <laughs> kids would really like. Um, it's hard, it's a hard balance to get when making a book like that. <laughs> yeah, and it's good because £4 as well, like it, it is mm -hmm. like kind of pocket money, um, you know, kind of thing for kids and stuff or really good stocking yeah. filler. So uh, yeah. I'm sure there are like absolutely, yeah, tons of kids would have Actually, and it's a nice quality hardback for four quid as mm -hmm. well. That's pretty good. And Ricky, you've just been at the uh, the Dwas Capital event at the weekend. What, what were the highlights? I from have. That? It was only my second of the Capital, um, but it was fantastic. They organised it so that there was one panel for every numbered Doctor over the weekend. So Doctors one to thirteen were all represented by a panel, which was lovely. So this episode is part podcast, part support group, as we're all here because we're addicted to the latest Doctor Who mobile game, an unlikely heist. This is sort of from the Deadly Assassin school of titles, isn't it? Where it, it seems slightly tautological. Like, I think heists 
generally are unlikely. They kind of rely on an element of surprise to be successful. It's quite a long surprise because I'm, I'm, I got past level <laughs> 500 today and there's nothing particularly heisty about it. It's yet. not heisty. I don't know who came up, but I don't know who came up with that name, but it doesn't feel like a heist, does it? I'm assuming that's going to be the big reveal at the end, but you're further ahead than me, so I don't know. I'm just checking what level I'm on, Ricky, because I can't remember. I played, I played a bit last night. I passed 500 today. Okay, I think I might be the next six. next level I play will be eight hundred and twelve. Oh my lord! So. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm stuck in, and I'm not going to spoil it, but I'm stuck in a in a not stuck, but I'm I slow I've slowed down since I got to this location because I was going full ham to get to the end of the world I was on, and then once you start, yeah, going, oh, it's, a bit, <laughs> yeah. it's a little bit like it doesn't like the one thing I would say about the game, and this is a very small thing. I love it a lot, and I'm addicted to it. But it does just feel like I need something a little bit more, a little bit more to keep me playing, I guess, at this point, because it feels like, oh, how long more do I have to go till I get like a bigger, you know what I mean? I know what you mean. Because every time you go to a new episode, you have to transform like, I don't know, maybe 16 things before you get to any of the plot. And then once you go through the whole world and you get to the beginning of that on a new world, you're like, oh my God, this again. <laughs> so I think we should explain for people who might not have played it that this is a, which I'm told is an established genre of game, a hidden object-based yeah. game, which yeah. means that to move forward in the plot, you have to play a lot of these mini-games where essentially you're looking... It's a bit like Where's Wally, but you've got a list of mm -hmm. stuff. And it's always slightly weird. It's like penguins and candy canes and crabs and burgers. Yeah. Um, have you never played a hidden object game before this, Ricky? Not properly. I knew that they existed, but I oh. never thought that I had enough time in my life <laughs> to dedicate to doing that. And I still don't. I mean, to be honest, I think it's really well put together. But because I knew I was doing this podcast, I've been trying to get as far as I can. And mm -hmm. it feels like hard labour now. It really does. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's why I so damn Ricky, because I kept being like, I'm just, I just want to like get to the next, like I was really, I was really going hard on it because I really wanted to like, complete more of it but then yeah. to the point where I've made my, I've made myself feel like it's like work so I've so I think if we if we were sensible people and doing you know sort of two or three levels a day it would be lovely but that, you know, that's have a the thing is right I thought I wanted to finish it before my five pound because I've got a free trial oh yes day, yeah right? same where I was same. like if I can finish it in like three weeks then fine I won't have to pay it but it, I mean what has it been like two weeks maybe and I've I'm I've on lost track actually 618 and I think there might be so looking at it. Well, Mark just saying that he's on level 800 has worried me. I thought it was going to end like maybe 750. <laughs> no. So on the, when you go on the map, there's only one, two, three, four, five spaces for locations. And I'm on the fourth yeah. one. So I think there's Same, only one, so more, one more place to go after this place. I've taken the TARDIS to the final location, though, which Ooh. I won't reveal. But it is it is an established location from from okay. Doctor Who, which Yay. most of them have been, except for the middle one, which I think has been my favourite because it's quite a weird planet. This isn't, hopefully isn't a spoiler. It's quite a weird planet with weird yeah. technology and weird little characters, and I, and I really enjoyed exploring that one the most, I think. Yeah. I hadn't ever played a hidden object game before or heard of them, in fact, and um, my wife would tell you that finding things isn't really my strong point. <laughs> um, so on the face of it, not really a game for me, but I have become quite addicted to it. And while I say that I'm on 812 games, it's probably worth saying that each game takes about a minute or a minute and a half. 
Um, if uh, unless you're stuck on one thing that you can't find, you found all of the others, and then there's one thing left, um, and you're there and you're zooming in, you sort of pinch the screen to zoom in and, and try and find it, and you're watching the, the clock tick down. It's so frustrating. But there are little bonuses that you can collect and use. Yeah. Yeah, kind of lifelines, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. So there's yes, a radar you're right. It is. It's yeah. like lifelines. Phone a friend. Yeah. I think one of my favorite things about it. So obviously it can get quite repetitive. Like if you know that you, so basically like the concept is you have to do the hidden object games and every time you complete one, you get one paradox dust and then you have to transform things with the paradox dust. But then, so that means if you, if you want to transform something that needs four, you have to play four games, which can, can get quite repetitive, right? Cause some of them mm-hmm. you need eight. Um, so my favorite thing about it is that they, they swap around the, the game sometimes. So some of them are like, you have to find, 10 cyber mats but they've called them cyber rats because it's obviously i was going to say that's the thing that that would be my main negative that they've renamed cyber mats cyber rats (laughs) that was definitely a mistake somewhere um and 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 for some of them you can swap around the puzzle pieces to complete the scene and there's some way you have to find like the silhouette so you don't really you know sometimes it'll say exactly what the object is sometimes you're finding the silhouette so i like that they swap it around a bit because um, sometimes you get to like a cyber mat level and you're like, oh, thank God, I just have to find a cyber mat level. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think they, they also have other things like to find that aren't cyber mats that are Doctor Who things, which are also fun. Well, one of them is you've got to find pieces of rackweed, yeah. which is a really deep cut. I had to look up rackweed. Did you? Oh, are you? oh no, wait, now yeah. you say it. It's from the Sarah Jane Adventures, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, knew what it was. I, I hadn't twigged. That. I hadn't twigged at all. No. Yeah. But the game's full of little Easter eggs like that. On that level, I think it's fantastic. Yeah. And, you know, I won't spoil things by saying what the destinations you go to are. But I only realized recently that all the scenes that you're searching for the things, they're all scenes from locations in the game, which is great. And they're really well realized. And most of the time you get to the scene before you get to that part of the game. Because I don't, I don't know why it's set up that way. But then you'll get your monster mm. spoiled because you'll get the scene yeah. <laughs> before you get to that bit in the level. But it's, yeah, like you're right. There's a there's some really great scenes. Like I particularly love the spaceship one with that monster. <laughs> the, oh, with that me. monster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's the pose and the expression on the monster's face. Isn't <laughs> it's it? so it's, funny. Uh, it's, re- it's really cool. Yeah. I want to actually, I haven't, I haven't spoken to Beth about this at all yet. I just want to compare our playing styles because I've now found that I play 50 levels. So I get up my paradox dust to 50 and then I can race through loads of story. Now Beth's waving her finger at me. She says it's a mistake. So me, me, and, me and my partner were playing it together over the Easter weekend quite consistently. Like we spent like all day doing it. And we realized that when you do that, you end up spoiling quite a lot of the the stuff because you get these new levels, and then yeah. like, you don't mind. But then I think we got something spoiled for us where we we're like, oh, I'd rather have found that out in the game. Um, okay, you'd get taken ahead in levels because I did this. I said like sixty, and then I went whoosh. Um, but then yeah, <laughs> you end up spoiling things for yourself because the scenes are from the actual planets and the locations and stuff. Um, so I've stopped doing that, and I just save up what I need now. <laughs> Okay. I, I've done that a bit. It's like a sort of pleasure delay thing, isn't it? Where exactly, but, uh, yeah. the most the most I've got up to is thirty, and then you think, "Oh, great! I'm going to get through quite a bit of the storyline here." And they get used up in no time. I know you <laughs> and, need uh, to do. You need to do. It's about sixty <laughs> to get through an episode. You need sixty paradox yeah. dust. 
the episodes keep going, don't they? I was thinking, oh, this is going to be uh, the War Games is going to be 10, 10 episodes, and then I kept going. I thought, oh, no, it's going to be the Trial of a Time Lord. It's fourteen episodes. I think I'm on episode fifteen or sixteen now, so it's the longest Doctor Who story of all time, uh, officially. <laughs> I'm on oh, episode. Yeah. Hold on, I need to check. Or oh, just accidentally went. I'm checking as well. I will also say that I think it's the best use I've seen yet of the new diamond logo. There's a loading yeah. screen between every level, and it, it's in a sort of Matt Smith-esque time tunnel with lightning, and I think it looks absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's it's because um, it's quite a, a mashup on this, isn't it, of you've got the, the brand-new logo, like you say, but it looks like it's on the, the Matt Smith original credits. And then the story, I don't think we've said, is the 13th Doctor and Yaz on an adventure, mm-hmm. so it's set between... Revolution of the Daleks and the Halloween Apocalypse. Revolution, wasn't it? Is it? Yeah. Is it Revolution where... No, I just didn't think about when it would be set. Oh, yeah, I guess of course it would because of Dan. I just, I guess I just didn't think about it. (laughs) Yeah, it's... uh, But then, yeah, there's... um, The Cybermen are the ones from... That were introduced in Nightmare in Silver. Yeah. So there's yeah there's it's quite a mashup, but but things like what we were saying before, where they call them cyber rats, mm. and I think they call a TARDIS a Type Forty Four. They do. Yeah. And there's <gasps> bits like that where it made me think, oh, this is a bit like the the Doctor Who annuals, where uh, it was people that weren't that familiar with it who were putting it together, and I absolutely love the annuals, um, so uh, so I quite like that element of it. But then there's some really really specific. Yeah. Deep cut stuff like the Raqui that makes it oh no, they, they really do know. And there's yeah, some obscure sixties. Yeah. Another fun feature for for fans of different eras, you can always go back to the console room and as you progress through the game, you unlock different bits of furniture and walls and fl- and you <laughs> can mash the them all feature. up. <laughs> so you can have the thirteenth doctor's console with the tenth doctor's buttresses. Uh, it's great fun. Stick in some classic roundels. Yeah, like, I mean, I think this is the best feature of the game. You can design your own TARDIS, and then every time they go back to the TARDIS in the episode, they're in your TARDIS. It becomes part of the animation, like, as if you've, like, yeah. it's, and it's, it's amazing. I've made mine all, like, gold and purple, and, like, I love it. I'm, I'm obsessed with it. <laughs> I haven't done that much with mine yet, because <gasps> I kind of think it's not adding to the to the actual gameplay. Like, it's not helping me get further not on, but really. I do need to have a play play around with it it's a nice feature to have though i'm just obsessed with the idea of it you know i just really love it because it's like i guess you know i don't really i haven't thought about this that often but then i started doing it and i was like oh i can actually make like what my dream tardis would be and it's just really cute you know those games that you could play on facebook years and years ago like farmville and like uh, Yoville. Yes. those weird ones where you'd like design your and i guess maybe like the sims which i never played yeah it's you like you can design your it's like sims. designing your own house isn't it i mean it's but it's mm-hmm. cooler because it's doctor mm-hmm. who so i'm just like designing my own tardis and put my plants in there and my which con- which console do you have beth i actually feel bad because i don't know what one this is it's a purpley one what one oh. is this How i feel like I- to be honest i don't do you know, I think that's... Well, it's a cross, isn't it? Because it's got Matt yeah. Smith's central console, but... Right, this is what I thought, but I didn't want to sound really yeah. stupid. I thought that it might be like one that's mashed up and not completely taken from the show, because I didn't recognise it. Yeah, I think it's a mashup. Um, but that's what I liked about it, because it kind of just feels like really unique. Um, I like the purple panelling. 
The, the 13th Doctor's console hasn't got the central crystal in it, which I thought was going to be part of the game to start with, but it doesn't seem to be. Does it not? Unless maybe it turns up at the very end. I don't know. I'm just going to have a look. Maybe that's what the heist is. Maybe. Ah, it could be. <laughs> the could the be. villain who I won't reveal, but we're on the, yeah. uh, that we're chasing for, for a lot of the story. Maybe that's what's been heisted. Oh, that would be uh, But it would be weird for them not to mention it <laughs> or yeah, notice it. Yeah, it just seems like an... <laughs> well, you'd have thought the Doctor would have mentioned it, but she hasn't. Yeah. It's also... I think it's not a spoiler to say, because it's all over the promo, that as all 13th Doctor adventures must have, it features the 10th Doctor <laughs> as well. I was about to say this, because I, I honestly don't understand what he's adding to the story. And, I, and it, it just feels like they've put him on there for... To get people who like to interested, but it doesn't make it, it like it would make more sense to have like all incarnations of the Doctor and just have them dispersed because like he's not he's not he's not really even in it. But it's so absurd now in you know comics and Time Lord Victorious and everything that I mm-hmm. think we should just commit to it and yeah. make just have them, him everywhere. <laughs> yeah, make, <laughs> <laughs> make him always pop up with thirteen. They're a duo now. Yeah, it's it's. There was a there was a line, which is kind of a spoiler, where she basically, they, like she basically says like I can't go anywhere without you or something, and I'm just like, yeah. well, they, that, they weren't they can't have been self aware of this as a problem, but it sounded like they were. Um, Although when they first meet, they don't recognise each other, which is ridiculous because they spent more time together than any other Doctor Who characters in history. That was so funny. Yeah, I did think that, and then I was like, oh, it's not really that. I mean, most of the like silly mistakes, I'm like, it's not really that deep because then like. No. Two episodes later, you've given me like a Varga plant, and it's fine. Like I love that, you know. <laughs> um, so it's kind of like the, the the things that that like I guess the mistakes are made up for in other ways, and because I just really really like the concept and the and the the way it's like I love hidden object games and the the way that the story is progressing and visiting different worlds and stuff. I kind of don't really mind about the mistakes. Kind oh, of not at all. <laughs> not at all. It did occur to me, the episodes we were talking about where you have to find 10 of a certain object, mm-hmm. and there's one where it's robotic doves, which I don't think are from Doctor Who. No, but they are. They could have said it was an updated polyphase Avatron from the pirate planet, couldn't they? And they then could. it would have tied into Doctor Who. Although, pretty much everything I think is new series, isn't it, in this game? I, I haven't spotted... Any class? I mean, even as you said, the Rackweed—that's from Sarah Jane Adventures. If anything, I suppose the robotic doves reminded me more of the robotic ravens that Unit has guarding the Tower of London. Mm. But uh, I think there yeah. are some classic new things because you had the classic. <laughs> oh, sorry, that's as <gasps> Cut that oh, out cut immediately. Oh, yes, you're right. That spoilery one that you just mentioned. Yeah, sorry. One of my favourites was like. There's like a bit in the London, because it starts in London, I don't think that's a massive spot in it. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's like a flag and it has something on it and it just made me really happy. Do you know what I mean? No, I don't, no. didn't know. So. I'll say it and then you can cut it out. So it's where they had the, the flag. Oh, yes, oh, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, that yes, was yes, so yes. fun. Yeah, um, yeah. But also, can we talk about the random guest character that's on all the posters but disappeared after like two episodes? I know that is so weird. Is he coming Doctor back? Irwin Green. Unless, unless, I mean, I'm assuming that maybe he will turn out to be a disguise of a villain 
and it'll all come full circle at the end. But you're much further than me, and you don't seem to have encountered any hint of that. I don't. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't pick up on that. I, I had a theory that the tenth Doctor would turn out to be behind everything because of the way he keeps popping up. But I don't think that anymore. Ooh, that was kind of an. Right. That was yeah. an early an early theory that I had. But I, I think now that we know we know who we're chasing. Yes. Through time and space. So for you, is this canonical? Uh, I Ooh. haven't really thought that far ahead about it. I want to say yes, because I think it's... Because <laughs> also my friend the other day was saying that she's upset that she was never going to get a 13th Doctor story again. And I was like, but you can play in a likely heist and you'll have another one. So then I, maybe, maybe I do think it's canonical, you know. I think anything for me that I... This is my own personal view of canon is like, if I play it, watch it, read it, whatever and i enjoy it then i'll make it my canon (laughs) you know there is no canon and everything's canonical that's my opinion yeah basically like i know my housemates always like oh i don't think the books are canon and i'm like the books are like Like, there are so many things from the books where i'm like that definitely happened in my brain that is real you know absolutely i think i want it to be canon because i i like the idea of the 13th doctor and yaz having adventures on their own between uh, between the other companions as well so yeah it's nice and and to, to think that that's happened and you know until until big finish can uh, can make some hopefully god yeah you're right it's their first story of them just on their own mm. i think did we get maybe one doctor who magazine strip before dan joined them i where oh, it was um some there was like mm. some trees that imprisoned people i think mm. i think that, that was just yeah that rings a bell yeah but they didn't yeah. get much expanded media at all. They certainly didn't get any novels with just the two of them, did they? <laughs> no. No, the novels had stopped by then, hadn't they, unfortunately? Yeah. I think in years to come, we're all going to look back on, like, just generally going to look back on that era and just be like, wow, why didn't that happen? Like, why, you know, I think people are going to want those things in the future and then be like, why? Not that they didn't at the time, but do you know what I mean? It's just going to be kind of a weird gap. Yeah. But, you know, we got interactive stage shows and hidden object games so woo yeah yeah um ricky i was gonna ask how does this compare to the lost in time one because i tried playing that and i hated it straight away and just gave up um i tried playing it immediately got angry because it's a completely different game it's all about acquiring levels of energy to move on to the next level and it constantly asks you to spend money it, it keeps going, oh, Liz Shaw has got a special offer. Spend four ninety nine for energy points from Liz Shaw. <laughs> that sounded so, that sounded like one of those weird, like there's a man waiting for you in New York pop-ups. Like, <laughs> you get on like dodgy websites. Like, why, why did you say that? Wait, they want you to pay like, more, like money. Yeah, every, like... real, real money. And so if you, I, I confess, I caved in on the first day and I spent about 20 quid on it, which is shocking because it didn't feel like real money. I was just tapping buttons. And if you've got a kid playing this on a phone, well, I'm sure yeah. it's happened. They must have spent mm. a fortune all over the place. However, well, what, does, what, once, do you do? what do you get from paying actual money? Um, you get power-ups that you can spend to get further in the game. And as you get further in the game, you get little, almost like comic strip animations of story but it's not right. a coherent story like the heist is. It's one of those time is all muddled up. Every single character, an alien ever, is interacting together and nothing makes sense. However, yeah. mm-hmm. I am addicted to it. Oh, fine. 
Right. I just even stuff healed to me in the same way because it just I just didn't really understand yeah. what I was doing. Like I was just tapping the screen and I didn't understand what was happening. It's what's called an idling game. So it it keeps whirring away even when you're not playing it. So the idea is to right. is get all these generators running so that they create energy whilst you're not playing it. And then you come back and you can spend all that energy you've earned on upgrading things to make more energy. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I think I tried it once and it did just seem to be you just have to keep tapping, keep uh, tapping. tapping things over and over again. And uh, yeah, I thought that, I thought that wasn't really for me, but I, I, don't, I haven't understood the gist of it. <laughs> based on what you're the good, the good thing with that one, though, is because you need to leave it to generate energy, you can turn it off, go and play an unlikely heist for a couple of hours. <laughs> and then when you come back to Lost in Time, then you're ready to go on having earned some more energy. It's an infinite loop. That's so funny. And does that have an end point? I don't know. I mean, in an unlikely heist, I can see from the episode or at least the location slots. But with Mm -hmm. this one, no. And because they want people to spend money on it, I would imagine it's something they can keep adding levels to in ad infinitum, I think. I did think this about an unlikely heist. I thought, do you think they would ever drop like a new story? And then they dropped a mini episode yesterday. That made oh, yeah, episode. we haven't said. Yeah, so yeah, I, yeah. I do wonder, like, once we get to the end of this initial story, whether they would drop it, you know, a new one around the 60th, that's a new storyline, or whether they just keep dropping mini. I mean, the mini episode thing was amazing. I was so excited about that when that happened yesterday. Yeah, we were all taken by surprise yesterday. We turned on our games to find ourselves transported somewhere very familiar that I shall not reveal because I don't want to spoil the surprise. I don't know, how long do you think that lasts? Will people get it if they turn on today? Or it might have already vanished, I don't know. I think it was a 48-hour thing. Yeah. Oh. But whether it, it might, I suppose it might might reoccur for, for new players. Mm. Yeah. It had a timer on it, so I think it was like, because I, I kept saying to my partner, like, make sure you go on the game so you can see this thing. And he was like, oh, I'm too busy working. <laughs> I think he's missed it. But, um, but it, it sort of renewed my motivation because I'd been waiting for a couple of days. Then I was like, oh, my God, like, you have to get out of this whole other situation that you get put into. And obviously, like Ricky said, it's a really familiar, cool setting and you you only had to do 10 levels to get out. And it was just like really yeah. fun. Like I, I want more of that. Yeah, it definitely introduced a bit of variety. Yeah. And it was a manageable bite-sized chunk that you could do and go, oh, mm. I've completed that. That's nice. Yeah. yeah. And then it says you won. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So Beth, you're saying you and your partner playing. You're playing separately then. I thought you meant you were sort of taking turns uh, no, to, no. Uh, to sort of race through the game. Yeah, we both Who's had ahead? it on our phones. Basically on Easter Sunday, it's all we did. So we just right. sat next to each other on the sofa <laughs> all day being like, oh, have you got to this bit yet? Have you got to this bit yet? And then like trying Who's to ahead? Um, I think I'm, I was, I started it first. So I was ahead for a while. Then Connor got ahead. I think I'm now ahead because he's been working solidly for about three days. So I think I'm ahead of him now, but I don't actually know where he's up to. I, I'm He's going to come home in a bit and I'm going to have to let him in possibly while I'm still on this call. So I'll ask him. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it is quite, it's like the thing I'm saying to my housemate is that I haven't, re- it's not really like, I haven't seen a massive amount of people playing it. So like, I just want to be like, oh my God, like this thing's happening. And like, there's not really that many people to talk to. So it's nice to have Connor playing it too. So we can get excited together about it. There were a few people playing it at the Capitol. It was, it was spoken about. Both of the games were actually, yeah. I think people are aware of it. I mean, I know some people have been a bit sniffy because they feel that the 13th Doctor isn't the Doctor anymore, but 
I love the thirteenth Doctor, and I'm very happy. Yeah. But would you say that, that if it was a, if it, if it was a fourth Doctor game, like you'd still play it? Like it doesn't. Yeah. You know, it's just. Yeah. To me, I'm just it's like, those, it's, just it's those game. same old people, you know. Yeah. yeah. I think the problem <laughs> yeah. as well is that it's not available on, on Android. So when I was tweeting about like, oh my God, I've designed my dream TARDIS, a lot of people were like, well, I can't get this on Android. And I was like, well, that is oh. quite bad because this is a great game. <laughs> I did think today when I was playing it that I should be doing this on my iPad. Everything would be four times as big and it would be much easier. <laughs> I don't know if I can do that. Presumably I can just load it onto my iPad. I guess so. That'd be much yeah. easier. I suppose if you because it's it's on the yeah, we didn't say this, it's on Apple Arcade, so presumably if you log yeah. into Apple Arcade on another device should be at the same point in the game. Yeah, that would be a lot easier to find things. The small objects like tweezers can be really tricky, can't they? Yeah. yeah. Or those tweezers. When they put something the same colour as the wall on the wall. Like there's like there's one scene yeah. on the there's like a there's a there's this one of the locations is the one that's new, it's not I've been in Doctor Who before. And there's one scene, every time I get it, it makes me so mad because everything blends into the background <laughs> or they put, like, a golden cone I think I know on the, the, yes, the I background. Know and I'm just like, I can't see these <laughs> It's that one scene every time. The others are, like, yeah. not as bad, but I, that one is hard. <laughs> Sometimes they hide things underneath a frosted surface in one of the other scenes, which can be tricky. Yes. Yeah, there's a couple of, a couple of uh, points here where it's, it's behind glass and, mm. uh, yeah, it's, it's zoom in and, and see it. What did you guys think of, um, like, what's your favourite location out of all of them? Without the saying one, what they are, I guess. <laughs> well, the ones that I prefer to play in that I'm happy when it pops up is I quite like London. Maybe it's just because I've played that one longer than everything else. I kind I of feel London. I know it and it's <laughs> objects. And also I quite like the shop. I, I, the London ones, every time I get them, they make mm. me angry. I'm like, I'm, I was here ages ago. Go away. Like, I want, I want the ones that, I want the ones that really feel like they're in Doctor Who. So some of them are really basic scenes that are just like, look like you could have played this on any hidden object game. And then there are others where the scene is like, there's something from Doctor Who in the scene. This is only going to be in this Doctor Who game. And I, I think I like those ones the best because yeah. they feel like you're in the world. Really cool. I like that one that's in an office with a famous Doctor Who monster in the office. Yeah. That's mm. fun. I love that one. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I think I like the ones from the second location the best. I think they're my most favourite ones. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. With another think... famous monster looking quite cool. Yes. <laughs> but I just like there's also one that has a little food in it, and I really like that one too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it when there's a new location because when they start with a new location, there's only about six objects to find and there's the, the screen isn't as cluttered. And then yeah. as time goes on, they become more and more cluttered. And, and they, yeah, they're, they're really, really hard. That's when you're, you're, you're zooming yeah. in a lot more. But it does. Yeah. When yes, we should say it definitely gets harder and harder as you play. Mm -hmm. If you think it's really simple to start with, like I did, so like, oh, point to the flamingo, okay. You know, yeah. <laughs> and you're, you're 50 levels in going, oh, my God. I don't, and because I live alone, I talk as I play it. So if yeah. my neighbours are listening, all they can hear is, is that a flamingo? I think so. Oh, is that a box? I don't yeah. know. Is that a silhouette <laughs> of a flamingo? I don't know. Oh, the keys are there. Oh, my God. And there's some things that I didn't even know that was the name for them. Yeah, like there's some things I don't know what they are, and I'm like, well, I'm going to have to use one of my little cheat things because yeah. I actually physically don't know what this word means. Yes. Yeah, because one of them is is chamomile. So I was looking for a cup of tea, and I was, uh, but obviously chamomile is a flower 
but I didn't oh, yeah. realize that until I did yeah. the sort of retrieve yeah. lifeline. Uh, no, well, that's that's, that's uh, something to help you there. Then that's um, and I didn't know that there's the the medical symbol thing that has an official name, which I didn't know. No, I didn't know that one. I, mean, I can't remember yeah. now. <laughs> and a blinker, which looks like a little LED. I didn't know what I was looking yeah. for I think for a blinker. I think it's like a light on a on a police car, isn't it? It's, well, I, it, that's I what I thought. But then later on, there's police light as well. Yes, that's what I was about to well, say. Think, They've called it two different things, and I don't know if they're the same or uh, not. The police lights are blue, I think, and the blinkers are red. But they, they do, because be it's cool. American. Um, it is American. They, they, so they, but then sometimes they say trash bin and sometimes they say rubbish bin, so it's as though... And I don't know whether the Americans do use those interchangeably, but I always thought they said kind of trash where we said rubbish. So, But then the rubbish bins or the trash bins look different in different locations because sometimes you yeah. get a wheelie bin, sometimes you get a waste paper basket, and then in the more futuristic ones, you get a kind of a weird canister-like looking thing that yeah. doesn't look like yeah. any bin. <laughs> Maybe they so just they call it something different to distinguish that they've made a different animation. Um, yeah. yeah. They did, There's yeah. one where there's a pigeon... And you can, and the pigeon looks like a normal pigeon as we know it. And then sometimes it's like a white dove with a big tail, yeah. and they call it pigeon. I'm like, that's not a pigeon. What pigeons? What? Yeah. It's a bird, <laughs> not a pigeon. Speaking of the animations, they, they are really beautiful. Like all of it is really pretty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and really well. Designed. I've enjoyed the feline content because sometimes yeah. when you're looking for a cat, it's just a black cat. But also sometimes it's that really fat cat from a meme. Do you know the one yes, I mean? It's yeah. the fat cat. <laughs> when it came up, I was like, fat cat. <laughs> there's a ginger cat, there's a robot cat, there's a black cat, there's a fat cat. Yeah. All the cats. There's a drawing of a cat. Oh, yeah, yeah. there is, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I do like that there's a variation of different things. And that I guess that's the thing, right? Like, most of the time you're looking for the same items. But when you're in a different scene, you might have a historical version of a pair of glasses. Yeah. And then you might have mm. a futuristic pair of glasses. Or, you know, it, it's... Or a futuristic kind of tape measure or a futuristic <laughs> thermometer. <laughs> Surely they don't need those things in the future. But, yes, yeah, yeah. they kind of like... <laughs> yeah, it's very cool. Keeps you on toes. And then the other American thing is when the game first starts and you're in London, they've got red fire hydrants along the street, which I initially thought, well, that's because parts of London have been transformed into either sort of futuristic <laughs> or historical things or things from elsewhere. I thought that was part of the game, but it, it is actually just, uh, I think they've probably used like a street scene from from an American game or something like that, or they just yeah. think that all yeah. cities have fire hydrants. So it's, There were quite a few little too. Americanisms like that. Yeah, I think that geography of London is awful. Sorry, Ricky. Oh, I have another slight complaint. I keep getting, um, when you go in, press the sort of menu button and you get alerts for what's been updated. And I always get updates for the map section, but Mm. it's not actually a map section as far as I I haven't made it do anything map-ish of you. It's just a list of locations. Yeah, it's a list of locations and it keeps coming up with exclamation marks, but you don't have to do anything with them. Whereas on the diary and the collection, you can complete them and get a prize when you get the um, exclamation mark, which took me ages to work out why they were giving me that. Um, But I guess we haven't spoken about that. Like there's like, you get to collect things as well and create collections of items you find, which is fun. And there's a Doctor Who crockery collection that I would like in real life. It's really nice. Well, that's when when I look at stuff like that, I'm like, well, surely some like people who are fans made this game because like 
Look Definitely. at that. They made a Doctor Who crockery set. There's also one that's, um, you can, oh, I don't want to spoil, spoil it. <laughs> you can you can create, you can collect bits of creatures and monsters and, yes. um, yeah. and stuff. I'm just looking through them now. Minerals. And within the game, when you have to find a mug or a teapot, they're often TARDIS mugs yeah. and teapots, aren't they? Which, yeah. uh, which you could, you did used to be able to get those TARDIS teapots, didn't you? I think uh, I've got a TARDIS teapot behind me somewhere. I've you got the mug version of it, but I, I haven't got the teapot. Regrettably, mine's display only. I've never made tea in it. Oh. <laughs> I Fair will in a minute. I've got the, I've got. Tardis salt and pepper shakers that have, have never been used for their intended purpose either. They're just, they're just on, they're just on what this purpose place. do you use them for, or do you just don't use them? <laughs> they're, they're just, um, yeah, they're just on the on the yeah. shelves behind me. <laughs> I was like, what are you using them for? Um, yeah, I mean, I think most of the doctors who think like crockery or like mugs and things I own, we do use. But I do have a Jodie Whittaker Tardis mug that I got in Australia that you can't get here, and so I don't use that. It's also square, so it's really hard to drink out of. But I just, I just keep like my vitamins in it. I don't use it. I just keep it on display with my vitamins hidden inside. I did get for the fiftieth. They did sort of Toby jugs of all the doctors oh. up to eleven. But then I later, I think, I think they said because of the lead paint that they've used, you definitely shouldn't drink out of them. So they are display only. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> That's really awful because I, I mean, like every single fan got one of those during the, apart from me, yeah. in the fiftieth year. That's ten years of drinking lead. <laughs> or oh, do you know it might have been some other toxin? Yeah. They probably don't use lead paint anymore, but there was something. I, toxic I kind of want to look it up yeah. now. Um, I'm gonna type away. In the it, it makes me think that if if you didn't if you didn't buy that in the original packaging, if you if you picked it up a convention or, or second hand, you would have no idea yeah. that it wasn't suitable for, for human human use. <laughs> they were cute though. They are saying on that topic, it would be great if they did some more unlikely heist type storylines, like a new one for the sixtieth. That would be cool. Yeah, I think if this one's a, a success, then hopefully, yeah, we'll get we'll get more more games like this further down the line. And presumably they can add story, like you wouldn't have to download anything new. They could add, mm-hmm. like as the Doctor regenerates into Shooty and whoever, they can update. Although, as Beth said, we did have to sign up for a, you can't just download this. You have to sign mm-hmm. up to, what's it called? Arcade something. Apple Apple Arcade, yes, yeah, so it's four ninety nine a month, but with a free month trial. So I think that's what we're all on. Yeah. Yeah. I've put a note in my diary on my phone to to well unsubscribe done. before the uh, before the first payment comes out. But yeah, yeah, any future levels, I suppose. Yeah, and now having used my free trial, it, I would be. Uh, I'd be paying. I do, for I do think future. it's not a bad. Pro- I think I would continue paying it because I love this game so much. Like I don't think because I mean I I pay. I've got one app that I pay way more than that per month to keep that app because I use it every day. And so I probably would mm. pay five pound a month to keep this because I do think it's a really good game. I'm really enjoying it. But so presumably I mean, we've got access to a ton of other games that we haven't looked at. Yes, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I think because so. they're not well, Doctor Who. I don't think Apple Arcade used to be a paid thing because when I logged in, my login, my name is Basil Disco, so I must have had it in 2015 <laughs> and called myself Basil Disco. <laughs> like, and I no longer paying for it, so it must have been free at one point. And when I was on the leaderboard for the competition, it came out with Basil Disco, and I was like, oh, I'm never changing this now. I'm just, just going to keep this. <laughs> did Did you often call yourself Basil Disco 
in those I don't even know. It must have been a joke. I mean, I don't remember. I would have only made an account to play a Doctor Who game. And I think there did used to be some Doctor Who games back in like 2015 on there. I don't really know. Mm. Remember the one that was kind of like Candy Crush? I think it was maybe that. And it was like a Doctor Who version. It's called like Doctor Who Legacy or something. Um, Oh, yes, I I do remember. I didn't really get into it. Yeah. Because again, it was mini games, but they were like Candy Crush mini games. Yeah, 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 exactly. So I I must have done, I I don't, I mean, I, yeah, I must have just thought I was being funny, to be honest. But when I logged in, it was like, hi, Basil Disco. And I was like, what? (laughs) I'm going to change you in my phone to Basil Disco. Yeah. <laughs> it's such you can date that so specifically as well, can't you? From <laughs> from the reference. Yeah, because also that series has such specific jokes and references that are really cringe now. Actually, like I, there's a little bit of um, that era of when we were doing our rewatch. I was like, oh, that that feels like a joke for Tumblr or like a as a, like when the Doctor's going, dude, in um, the beginning of series nine. It's like, oh. Like that hasn't aged well. Um, so <laughs> Basil Disco is a very specific of its time Doctor Who yeah. joke, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> there was a game I just I'd completely forgotten about it. But it just sort of dislodged in my memory when you're talking about it. It was a Eleventh Doctor and Amy Pond game, wasn't it? And I remember when you died, he would uh, throw his arms out and regenerate, and it was more of a sort of exploration sort of. Puzzle-solving I think type there game, were right? a couple of Eleventh Doctor and Amy Pond. What platform are you thinking of? This this was a mobile game. Yeah, there was those. It was. Yeah, there I was those it. PC games that you could free that were free to download as well. Like the there was one about adventure like, games, part of plot and things. Yeah, but no, you're right. There was a mobile one because I I have a really clear memory of playing that, and that's like one of the only Doctor Who mobile games that I can really remember. And I was thinking about it the other day, and I have no idea what it's called. But yeah, I remember playing as Amy yeah. or walking around. In Amy's body. <laughs> there was a Wii game where you could buy a Sonic screwdriver Wii remote, which was fantastic. I did. I had that. Yeah, that was... What was that one called? It was There was something like Escape from Earth or Return to Earth, because there, yeah. there was a DS game that was like the second part of it. God, that, like I remember that, and I, I didn't get a DS till... I didn't get a DS until it was like so far after DSs were actually in fashion. So like I, I didn't actually, <laughs> you know, I, I was quite young at the time, so I couldn't like afford it or anything. And then I think when I eventually got one, it was like everyone played it. But I, it just reminded me that I've never really been a game person. So to get into this game is quite nice because I don't have, I don't play games. I don't ever do that. But it's nice to have this little world on my phone that I'm really enjoying just like progressing in. Like I guess this is why people like gaming. But I, yeah, I just yeah. haven't experienced that before. And I like that it's Doctor Who. No, I'm the same. I haven't, I haven't really played computer games for years and years. But yeah, I've got quite addicted to this and, and my Wordle scores really suffered. I, I was kind of really taking a back seat. Well, uh... <laughs> to do Wordle? Because there needs to be. There should be Hoodle. Yeah. That would be a good idea, wouldn't it? Uh, do we have any tips for, for new players about how to um, get on in sub- this game? I suppose f- the thing that I've learned to do is relax my eyes. So that so that I've got the whole playing area in my field. Especially, there's a level where items morph into other items and you have to spot yes. which ones are morphing. And for that, mm. just like empty your mind, relax yeah. your eyes, <laughs> and you'll just get them by instinct. Yeah. That's my tip. Yeah. It's quite mindful, isn't it? It's like just this like repetitive kind of, it takes you out of whatever you're, yeah. you're doing. Um, Hard labour. Yeah, I I would say, like, 
as what we maybe what we were talking about earlier in that maybe just save up enough paradox dust and do each task at a time because otherwise you end up spoiling things for yourself um and I guess just like don't 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 play it for six hours on end because you might get headache, <laughs> yeah, have, a, have a break don't forget um, to eat and drink <laughs> yeah it is it's a, it's fun isn't it but like I guess that's the beauty of that the, each game being like one minute because you can just like you know, sometimes at work I might go and sit in the bathroom and play, just like play around, <laughs> get, get, like get my stress levels down. You know, um, yeah, it's it's so fun. It is because you get a slight endorphin hit every time you you complete a level, don't you? And it's that kind of yeah. computer game thing. And um, so yeah, and, and the, but it's a, it's nice short, quick games, and you can get through a few. I was just going to say it's, it's always about seeing what's behind the next door or under the next cloud or around the ne- in the next room and it's always that oh you only need to play three more games to open this door yeah. so yeah. it is actually <laughs> difficult to put down at times yeah well but also what what i was going to add to that is that it's not it's not competitive at all like you're mm. you're playing i mean other than like getting ahead in the levels i guess there's no competition about like how fast you can find things or it doesn't say like oh you you clicked this many times and like it's it's not really like you always feel good about yeah. what you're doing you know it's not kind of like you can't really fail it basically and, and if you do you just replay the level you know yeah um and that's what I really like about it because it's just like a fun adventure where you're getting keeping your keep your mind mm. busy and sometimes there are little mini games that you can do within the story and stuff and it's it doesn't feel like you know a competition with other people I guess apart from Connor apart from Connor, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think definitely the storyline is, is what keeps me playing because, like you say, there's always we always seem on the verge of a revelation or a discovery. Yeah, or um, just like a reference. It, yeah. What about you, Mark? What's your top tip? I say if you can't find an object, just look for the other ones first, and you'll you'll stumble across it because if yeah. there's one, if you if you sort of focus on one thing and you can't find it, then it sort of eats up the time, and you become a bit more kind of like. Uh, really frustrated with it so yeah. yeah start looking for the other things and you'll just stumble across it especially as you clear more things the the screen is uh it's, it's easy to yeah. see when there's there's fewer objects there so and if you live alone like i do list them out loud so you just sit there <laughs> going right flamingo flamingo compass stopwatch sack sword and then because they all stay in your head and you yeah. you see the ones that even you're not looking for at that moment yeah, yeah, I do that. When, I, when I'm zooming in for the smaller object, and maybe I've only got three left, I'll, I'll keep repeating to myself, yeah, yeah, it's like the generation game or something, isn't it, when you're uh, with, the, with the conveyor belt? Yeah. <laughs> cuddly toy. There are cuddly toys. <laughs> there are. <laughs> um, I think one, one thing about it that's good is that it's kind of almost like a memory game because in a lot of the scenes, they keep the stuff in the same places, right so mm. you're you're like oh most of the time that handprint is on that wall or that wall so i'll go and look at those places first you know so it's kind of fun because yeah. you're, you're also remembering the scenes and the things you've done before and i would say just try and remember where things have been before and like yeah. most there's no guarantee they'll be there but it's no, the first but... place you should look <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah and there is a sort of internal logic to the scenes in terms mm. of if there's a fish, it will be in water. If it's if it's not yeah. an ornament of a fish, yeah. And, and things can't just be; they have to be on a on a surface, like you know, if, even if it's in a shelf or on a branch or something like that. And a sign has to be affixed to a wall and that kind of thing. So there is; it isn't entirely random. 
So there is a yeah a sort a sort of logic to it. I mean, there, there is I mean, logic to why yeah. all these items would be scattered across. Uh, <laughs> why, there, why there's lots of rabbits on the tube? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's the funniest thing, isn't it? Because it's not like a scene on the tube with all things that you would find on the tube. It's like no. you have you have yeah. like all these balloons random and things ladders, first yeah. <laughs> aid kit, and a helmet, and a, yeah. a tulips, and a dog, and all these random things. <laughs> Well, thank you very much for joining me today. It's been been a pleasure to uh, to discuss this with, with two fellow addicts. And uh, <laughs> if you'd like to let our listeners know where else uh, we can find you online and, and find your work, um, I you can't find me online. Um, you can find me on Twitter as Richard Unwin. You can find my work on Big Finish, um, and most recently, um, there's a there's a fanzine called Warp Warp. Um, and if you buy the latest issue, there's a free CD with um, an audio dramatization of the abandoned 90s animated uh, Doctor Who series with Arthur Bostrom playing the Doctor and I'm playing his robot companion, Awesome. It's absolutely fantastic. I've listened to this a couple of times, uh, Rowan. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's a brilliant story. And the article in the fanzine is absolutely fascinating. It's incredibly well researched. It's just an amazing what could have been like kind of the road not traveled with Doctor if it had been a, a 90s Saturday morning cartoon. Uh, yeah, it, it would have been pretty amazing, I think. So cool. Um, yeah, you can find me at Oh My Stars on Twitter and Instagram and other places. And you can find Doctor Who Quiz Book in all good bookshops, in the works, in Asda, Foils, Waterstones. I think most places will have it. Um, and yeah. Definitely recommend that as well. It's a, it's a fantastic book. I second that. I recommend it too. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much for listening at home as well. And uh, stay tuned to Trap One. We've got some brilliant podcasts with some amazing guests coming up in May. We'll be looking at the Season 9 Blu-ray collection, the audio version of The Amazing World of Doctor Who, the classic 1976 book. And we'll be looking at the first volume of Big Finish's 60th anniversary uh, spectacular, uh, Once and Future as well. So uh, so, so stay tuned for those. Uh, you can find the podcast on Twitter at Trap1 underscore on all our previous episodes at trap1.podbean.com or on your podcatcher of choice. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.